Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of Ride in the Weeds with Jenny Brandon and Tosh Lockie. And I am an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. And Tosh is with me today. And we're going to be talking about slowing down. Hey, how you doing, Tosh? I'm doing good. Thanks, Jenny. I am Tash and I am a mountain bike coach. It's all about building confidence and having fun with me. The reason why I'm here talking about riding in the weeds is because I find that so often we get ourselves stuck in the weeds and really it's a mental state. What I also find is that people put that onto their bikes, onto their animals, onto all of the other places. And quite often a big part of what I deal with with people when we're when we're working is slowing down and it's been a very big theme for me this summer both personally and also just really noticing how fast everybody wants to go and we all perceive that going fast will get us there faster but really it's, it's not true <laughs> yeah. it's not true yeah. Yeah. And you know, I find that absolutely true with the animals too, that we run into the same thing where we sort of miss a lot of the small details and the things that if we got present and slowed down, we would actually end up making progress faster because we'd be aware of more. And I think this is a super appropriate topic coming up on American Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks. And then, you know, Christmas will be right behind that. And Lord knows everything just sort of tumbles downhill <laughs> during this time of the year for and, you know, I think if we slowed down a little bit and took a deep breath and were more thoughtful about what we have to do and what we need to get done and how we want to approach it, we'd probably be more productive with a little more ease. And that would feel good to me. I don't know about you. Oh, hundred percent. I think we all run really fast because we're running away from the things that we're avoiding, I think is, is really what happens. We've just arrived in Mexico and we were really on a hurry up to get here. Um, and now it's a hurry up and wait, but we had to get here. We had to like see some people, sign some papers. And now we're here just sitting on the beach. And I really struggle with the doing nothing uh, to the point where I've had my foot tweaked by the dog so that I couldn't actually go for my beach walks in the morning. And I'm like, what? what's going on? And really just noticing that that's I need to slow down. And then I did sort of slow down a little bit, but not quite enough. My foot started to feel better. And so I actually got whacked in the face with a surfboard the other day. Ooh. And oh, it was brutal. Um, you know, I went off, I sat down on the beach for a minute, but then I did actually go surfing again. And then I completely forgot that it had happened because I'd been whacked in the head. Um, but what I found really interesting is I then had to sleep because I got a headache. And I felt so guilty about the fact that like, you can't sleep, you're on the beach, you should be doing stuff. And really noticing like in the heat of the day, you don't wanna be out on the beach. Like sure, if you're here for a week, you suck up every moment of the sun, but really starting to notice that we take our baggage with us wherever we go. Whether you're taking it on a vacation and you're gonna slow down on the beach, you will find a way to be busy. If you're going on a vacation and you're just going to lie on the beach on the resort, I promise you, you will find yourself shopping, you will find yourself eating, you will find yourself making everything more complicated than it needs to be because slowing down means we have to feel the emotions, we have to ground ourselves and we have to actually look at what we're doing and decide whether it's working for us or not. 
I'm totally in agreement with you on all of that, that we tend to just kind of bull through and we're not really being present with what am I doing and why am I doing it? And you said one of the, I kind of call it the dirty S word, the should word, (laughs) you know, like should, every time I say the word should, I try to catch myself. Is that really something that I want to be doing at that time? And even saying I need to do X, Y, Z, like, do I really need to do that? Do I want to do it? Or am I choosing, you know, that that should be something that I want to do in this moment? Is it where am I with that decision? And I think so often we don't even consciously make those decisions. Like you said, you get to vacation and you're like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go surf and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. It's not even like, are you aware? Are you aware of what you're thinking and feeling in that moment? And are those things really what your body is asking for? And I think most of the time I'm not listening. And you can't listen when you're speeding through life at warp speed. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're absolutely right. So what's interesting is we started talking about this topic and I have recently gotten myself the most beautiful. Uh, We do have, we're on audio um, mostly here, but I'm going to show on my video because it just seems weird not to, but I have these gorgeous um, cards that uh, tarot cards that I haven't pulled out. So what we're thinking in terms of slowing down is we'd just love you guys to just to invite you to take a moment during your time with us and to just feel your feet on the ground. If you're walking, feel the feet in the sand, feel your feet in the dirt, feel the feet. How do they feel in your shoes? And I'm just going to invite you as we sort through these cards, I'm going to pull a card and I'm just going to invite you to take a moment and ground yourself. And the best way to slow down is to just start to be aware of your surrounding. What are your feet grounded onto right now? Are you sitting down? Are you standing up? Are there any noises around you? What can you hear? I want you to bring yourself right into the moment with us right here and just notice your environment. What external state are you in? What is going on around you? Can you hear birds chirping? Can you hear the drone of the next door neighbor's lawnmower? What is going on for you in this present moment? And I want you to just take five deep breaths into your experience and bring yourself here. Sometimes we notice that our higher self sits just above our head. So notice, are you in your body? Can you feel the edges of your body? Can you feel your arms? And if you can't, invite yourself to come down. Bring yourself down into your body and feel. Okay. What we have drawn is the Two of Swords. Being as we are with the animal communicator, it's actually beautiful because the image is we've got two swords in the snow. And then we have this gorgeous bird who's looking at those two swords. Isn't that a gorgeous card? Sorry for those of you who are listening, you can't see it, um, but it's an absolutely gorgeous. It's like what used to be my dream is a snowy, snowy field 
on a beautiful snowy day. So I'm going to let Ginny pop in here and I will find us our meaning for our two of swords here to, to set our tone. I kind of love that when you don't get to experience snow all that often, it does tend to invite a little bit of slowing down, I think. So that's kind of cool. The slowing down with the snow is it's quite interesting because that frozen water does the same thing as the moving water. And I was reading something the other day that said that we should look at water every single day. It actually does something to our brain to be able to see the water. And I think whether it's that frozen water, which is sits so silently and invites you to just be still versus the moving water, which it's like the rhythm and the flow also has that mesmerizing quality that just invites you to be in it. So when we're talking about the suit of swords, it represents the thoughts, words, and logic. In this deck, these themes are embodied by birds. Sword cards offer guidance on issues relating to communication and the state of our minds. The suit is associated with the element of air, as illustrated by the cloud silhouette. You can't see this again, but the whole picture has a beautiful cloud silhouette to it. So let me just find our meaning here. So I said, this is the first time I've used this deck, so I'm don't know where things are as much it's really interesting during the summer the biggest theme for us was slowing down and I was listening to something that said smooth is steady and steady is slow or no sorry slow is steady steady is smooth smooth is fast so when we slow down we create that ability to smooth things out and then we can actually move forward all right the two of swords upright Hidden, informative, divided, and avoidance. A grey jay looks down on two upright swords embedded in the snow, one white, the other black. The sword tips are obscured, indicating missing relevant information. The frigid landscape deters action. Are you avoiding a tough decision because you fear it might not work? Remember, maintaining inaction and avoidance can demand tremendous mental strength. That's so freaking perfect <laughs> because I think that's exactly what the busyness is. It's the avoiding of really being conscious and present with our decisions and what are we choosing to do in the moment and what are we potentially avoiding by staying busy. So well, awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting because it is, it's two sides of a sword, right? Cause you've got, that procrastination which is avoidance of a perceived stress and then you've got the actual busyness which we create to avoid said stress so we we find ourselves in that space of being very busy but not doing anything and let's just go into biking and animals for a minute when we're on our bicycle I find I have two different types of people I'm either teaching the people who like to go fast. I'm a go fast person. I will go at everything at a hundred miles an hour to get there quicker. And so I believe more speed, the better we've got it. Right. But that means I quite often get places too quickly. Right. And I'm going too fast and I don't have that control. You then have the people that go too slow and they don't have enough momentum to actually get 
to a space where they can actually find the problem, right? So if we don't create issues, then we don't create templates to solve them. So if you're on your bicycle and you want to be able to get your balance, you really need to be going fast enough that you can feel the momentum and you can feel those different pulls and you can work against those gravity pulls. If you're going too fast, you're not able to roll the bike from side to side. Right. But if you're going too slow, you also can't roll that bike from side to side. So what we need to do is I'm constantly working on either the people I'm slowing them down and getting them to slow down to the point where they feel safe to roll the bike from side to side. My biggest thing I taught this year was if you can't let your brakes off completely, then you're going too fast. Because you need to be able to slow that bike down to the point where that little three-year-old in your brain starts going, go faster, mommy, go faster, mommy. And that three-year-old is not going to want to go fast until you are going slow enough that they want to go faster. When you're going too fast, that three-year-old's like, ah. And that's kind of how I've started to describe the fear and to give that context of how do you know what the right speed is. Well, the right speed is when you're willing to be able to let it go. And then as soon as you start getting out of control, you know that moment before to slow it down. Because if you let it go past that point, you're going to be going down downhill too quickly and you can't bring that back. And I'm sure the horses, it's the exact same situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what I also find that I think totally relates to the bikes is that when you start adding speed, you're beginning to use momentum in order to function. And what's interesting is that when you're only using momentum, you're not in balance. So balance can actually, or momentum can actually compensate for a lack of balance, which is why for people to go too slow, they don't have enough momentum to make up for a lack of balance. And I think this is a great reminder that slowing down is also about making sure you're building on the fundamentals and that when you're working with your pets or with your horses or even with your bike, that part of slowing down is really solidifying the fundamentals. And I found in pretty much all of my practices, whether that's yoga or the horsework or the bikes or almost anything, that when I take a minute and get back to the fundamentals, but it actually improves everything else. And often the problems that I thought I had just sort of disappear. Like they're not there anymore when I take a step back and really settle into the basics again and just slow down enough to be able to be present with that. So it's kind of a practice to be able to bring yourself back into slowing down. And the other piece of that that I've found is, you know, I tend to be the bike rider that's on the too slow side. Like that's definitely, that's my default is I'm a very cautious person and I tend to not want to do things until I feel comfortable. Well, the problem with that is sometimes you have to go fast to find that comfort. But when we are able to bring those pieces together actually taking the minute to go slower speeds everything up. So in in my life, when I've been able to take the time to sit down in the morning and think through my day, my productivity goes through the roof. Whereas if I feel like I'm quote too busy and I just blow into my day and I skip that 20 minutes of time 
to be able to sit down and sort of mentally think through my day, I don't get nearly as much done at all. And I so think it sounds backwards, but that's really the reality of the benefit of slowing down. Well, like what you said before, it's kind of the next piece of that is if we go too fast, we don't actually have balance either. It's the speed that's giving us the balance. So then we start to feel like if we slow down, we're going to fall over. If we slow down, it's going to stop. So it, it's it's like it becomes this addiction that we just go faster and faster and faster, that we actually are not in balance. We're just, we're just trying to get to where we're going as quickly as we can. So it, it's kind of like going down a side and there's a big pool of water at the bottom so if you decide that you're going to stand up on the slide you really only have to be standing and have balance for as long as it takes you to get to the pool at the bottom so it's not like you have to have any control or composure you just have to go fast enough to not die because if you fall off the edges it's not going to work right so it seems to be the way that a lot of us are running through our lives is i'll just go so fast that the the issues can't catch up whether you're on a bicycle or you're on a horse or it's how i kind of used to run my winters was i just couldn't wait for winter to be over because that meant that all of the things that could possibly gone wrong hadn't gone wrong or i'd managed them and i'd gotten through it and I think that's how a lot of us live our lives is just, there was a great TV show with Adam Sandler where he had, a, I think it was called Fast Forward. And it was like, he had a remote and every time he had an argument with his partner or the kids were crying or something unbalanced him, he could just fast forward through it. And of course, the moral of the story being that he fast forwarded through his entire life and he had nothing left. When we can actually take the time to be in the experience. Yeah. Sometimes riding your bike is terrifying and you do just want to go faster so you get to the other side, but you miss all of that template building, all of that joy, all of the, the messiness that we get to see when we're actually present for it. And like at the end of the day, that's all we're really trying to do is avoid being present for the icky emotions that none of us really want to experience. We forget that that is the point. The whole reason we're here. Yeah. You know, and I think that totally brings like the next sort of big point about this that I think is important is the judgment. And I think that's part of why we end up going faster and we avoid being with things is because we're judging them. And part of what I believe is the point of having a 3D physical reality human experience is the experience of the range of emotions. And, you know, there's always that quote, you can't have a rainbow without rain. Like if we avoid feeling the pain or the struggle or the challenge of whatever the situation is, that means we're also going to miss out on the beautiful side and the benefits. And in the midst of avoiding that negative quote unquote negative experience, you don't know what else you might be missing in the process. So that's like the biggest benefit of slowing down. If we can take the judgment out of the experience, the I should be going faster or I should be making more progress than this at this time, we can just enjoy the process and whatever's happening in front of us and be okay with where we are. And I think that takes away a lot of the mental part about it. Like that's one of the things about going too fast is that it's actually a heck of a lot of work. It's more work to avoid 
the feelings or avoid when you're going downhill and you're out of control because you're using momentum instead of balance. That's more work than when you slow down. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. We get it wrong and it is because we're running and whether I see it, as I say, I see it on my bicycle. I see it with my bike riders all the time. It is really just a matter of how we find that balance and notice when we're going too fast and be able to slow it down before the, before we hit the wall, before we hit the corner wrong, before we come sliding into a piece of trail and we're not able to control it because we don't have the template because all we've been doing is rushing through it. Yeah, that's totally, totally how it feels. There's a horse trainer that has a quote that says slow and right beats fast and wrong. And I've come back to this a lot in my life because when you do something slowly, but correct the first time, then you don't have to go back and redo it. So that applies to whether that's riding your bike and learning how to do that, or whether that is working with your animals and training your animals. If you rush through it and don't spend enough time on certain aspects, then they're not going to have the foundation and you're not going to have the foundation to work through challenges later, which means you're going to have to go back and do it again, which takes more time. So that's a sort of catch 22 about it that we seem to forget, but has so much value in the long run. Yeah. Why do we end up riding in the weeds? Because we're not paying attention and we're not paying attention because we're moving too fast. And when we move too fast and we forget to ground and we forget to be in the moment, I know myself, I have this really bad habit of punishing myself. So if I don't think I'm doing things the way I need to be doing, or if I haven't done the job I should do, then I will not go and walk on the beach because I don't deserve it. And I actually find myself creating busyness within other spaces that I don't want. And then I avoid, or I don't get to do the things that I really want to do, you know, go biking with my friends, go surfing in the morning, have time to go to Spanish classes, time to play with my dog. I end up avoiding the good things because I don't feel like I deserve them because I'm procrastinating and I've started moving too fast. So I think so much is slowing down. It's just having that self-awareness and being able to move through the emotions, move through the feelings and just try things. Let Let it not work. Yeah. Really identifying what it is that we're running from. Yeah. Just being okay wherever you are in the moment. Maybe you could be further along, but you're not. And so here you are. So you have to work from wherever you are and that's all you can do. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Well, I think we could probably talk about this topic for a long time, but I don't know that we need to. Like, it just is. You just have to learn to be okay and sit with it as it is. Well, and I think that the pieces of wisdom that come from the bike coach and the horse coach is really like, noticing that if you're going too slow you really do need to speed it up so that you can make those mistakes and you can be willing to fail and if you're going too fast being willing to slow it down and actually feel what's going on and notice the emotions and knowing that whether you're someone who tends to go fast or tends to go slow the goal is to come into the middle and actually be in a space where you have that feeling of steadiness, 
where you have that feeling of it being smooth, where it no longer feels like you're riding on a crazy bumpy trail or you're trying to navigate your horse through terrain that is just, it's like a minefield, right? You're able to match the speed that you're going with whatever you're dealing with in your life, as opposed to defaulting to slowing right down and not getting anything done or getting a whole lot of busy work done and not really actually achieving anything. So to say for me, my real learning this summer with the biking was really noticing how we have two different types of people and I'm doing the exact same thing with both of them just on different spectrums and helping people find the templates so that they can progress one little step at a time. Yeah. I love that. I think that's an awesome point to end on is that slowing down does not mean inaction and it does not mean not doing anything. It just means being present with the choices and consciously choosing what you're doing at any given moment. So I think that's an awesome place to wrap it up today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us for episode three of riding in the weeds and please like subscribe leave comments we love to hear from you guys i am jenny brandon an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too you can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com on instagram and facebook under the same handle and i am natasha lucky i run betty gohad all about helping women gain confidence on their mountain bikes and in their life and you can find me at Betty Gohard on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I am Natasha Lockie. And you can find my website, BettyGohard.com. Reach out. I'd love to chat. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us again. And we look forward to being with you on the next episode.